Hello, fellow kids, and welcome to a very different episode of Hello, Fellow Kids. Um, it's just me. That's okay. Uh, Mara's just at work right now. So, obviously, we did not meet our deadline of an expected episode in May. And that's primarily just because we are busy. While we enjoy the end result of the podcast and we enjoy recording and talking to each other and stuff like that. Um, and we usually enjoy reading the books. The process is still kind of a lengthy one to read the book and take all of the notes and then record and obviously edit everything and then get it posted. And it's just kind of reached a point where it's all of that makes it not very fun to kind of get the ball rolling. So between that and um, Mara actually changed jobs, we're working together again. So we're seeing each other, you know, in person three or four days a week now, which has also kind of rendered for us on a like a friendship level. It's kind of rendered the podcast a little bit redundant. So we've decided that the best thing to do would be not to close the door on the podcast entirely, but to not promise anything specific in the future. We've already tossed around the idea of coming back for specific books. I know for sure we both want to read the third book in um, B.B. Alston's Paranormal Investigations, the Amari books. We definitely want to read that, so I would venture to guess that at the very least we'll release an episode about that. But other than that, we're just gonna let the podcast kind of sit in the back of our minds as something that we can always come back to when we really are engaged with it, but something that we're not going to force ourselves into. What that means as far as hosting the previous episodes and the contacting us through email and stuff, I'll keep an eye on that stuff periodically, but I mean, the hosting fees are not cheap and we've never actually made any money off the podcast so that's all just been out of our own pocket because we believe in what we're doing um just as a creative outlet so yeah i guess just thank you all so much for listening um anybody who has written in um suggested books or submitted their own um we really appreciate it um i mean we've been doing this for I think five years now, which is longer than pretty much any uh, creative endeavor I've taken in who knows how long. So thank you all so much for listening and supporting. And you will hear from us, I'm sure, in some capacity at some point, even if it's a really informal sort of just, hey, checking in, we liked some books. Uh, that being said, uh, Mara never got around to reading Miles Morales Spider-Man by Jason Reynolds in time to record anything uh, before the new movie comes out, uh, but I did, and I took some notes, so I wanted to give a short review on the book so that y'all have something, because we did promise that we would read it. Uh, so overall, I definitely enjoyed this. In a lot of ways, it wasn't really a... Spider-Man story, or really any kind of superhero story. Um, the majority of it is about 
an awkward high schooler having a crush on someone and alerting that poetry maybe doesn't suck that much. Jason Reynolds is a, you know, he's written a lot of poetry, and so I'm not surprised that he decided to advocate for that in this book. But no, overall, it was pretty fun. The basic outline of the plot is um, Miles is, obviously, he's going to school at the very expensive academy on a scholarship because he can't afford to go otherwise. He has a friend named Gank who's been encouraging him to maybe use his powers for more than just, uh, you know, fighting his uncle. This takes place after. So this doesn't take place in direct continuity with the movie, and I don't know what comics, if any, it takes direct continuity with, um, but it does take place after similar events to Into the Spider-Verse, namely the idea of his uncle being a villain and his uncle dying in a fight with Miles and him kind of struggling with the trauma of that. So he's kind of reluctant to use his powers for much, um, but his friend Gank has been encouraging him to, you know, use it to maybe hustle some guys in basketball or things like that. Um, you know, basically be a kid with it, be a little irresponsible. Um, and so there's a dynamic there of you know, they even, they use the line, great power, great responsibility, obviously. So there's that plot, which runs through in a couple of different scenarios. Um, there is the plot of Miles having a crush on a girl in his class, who is, um, she's a poet, and she's a big advocate for you know, like equality rights and things like that. And so he starts to become a bit more involved in some of those topics as a result. There's also a the big the big plot in this is that there is something that's triggering his Miles's spidey senses. And he thinks that it might be his history teacher, his history teacher, Mr. Chamberlain, who is uh one of those guys that's weirdly pro-confederacy when they get to the civil war topic and uh he chamberlain uh begins each class by writing a quote on the board for everyone to think about and they become increasingly concerning and pretty straightforwardly racist you know quotes from like robert e lee and nonsense like that and uh the girl that miles has a crush on Alicia becomes increasingly more agitated at what is going on in Chamberlain's class, and Miles is kind of torn between speaking up or just kind of letting it ride and keeping his head down, because if he gets in trouble, there's a chance that his scholarship will be revoked and he won't be able to attend the school anymore. Well, it just so happens that uh, he works at a little convenience store on campus and skips out in order to attend a, like, a poetry reading that uh, Alicia is working at. And while he is gone, somebody sneaks in and steals a bunch of merchandise, and he is relieved of duties, and his scholarship is rescinded after all. So he has to figure out how he is going to be able to finance um, going to school, while his parents are already struggling financially. 
so there's all this stuff that really doesn't have anything to do for the most part with uh being spider-man and mostly has to do with being a student of color in a very upper class school with a very racist teacher and all of that stuff um there's also a really cool really supportive um english teacher that that's where some of the poetry stuff comes into play um so there's all that going on and then there is also around the halfway point uh miles gets a letter from uh a kid around his age uh in juvie who is his uncle aaron's son and Uncle Aaron was pretty estranged from the family outside of Miles sneaking around talking to him. Um, so Miles is kind of curious what this, what's up with this kid. You know, they're the only family. Uh, Miles and his parents and stuff are the only family that uh, this kid Austin really has anymore. And so Miles tries to convince his dad that they should go visit um, and just kind of, you know, be be support for this this kid who is it's kind of a you know it's kind of a crossroads of like if you have the opportunity and the people who support you you can end up on a route like miles or if you don't you grow up in an even worse financial situation um you know the the cycle of poverty and stuff uh you your dad is stealing in order to you know make ends meet or whatever you start to see that as the only real option because nothing's panning out otherwise and then you you know the cycle repeats and obviously there's some commentary on uh who gets punished for that more frequently so there's all this going on uh and it's kind of impressive that uh that Reynolds is able to stuff all this into 260 pages and not make it too crowded it gets a little bit crowded i would say um but overall it works pretty well um the end result of all of this is that miles discovers that uh his teacher chamberlain is part of a sort of a family of chamberlains that operate out of a mansion uh out by the jail who are led by an immortal or a very long-lived individual called the warden um and basically they um they work to find people like miles um and other kids of color and prevent them from attaining any sort of upward mobility and uh I read this a couple weeks ago. I think the warden feeds off of this somehow in order to retain his longevity because he's been around for a couple hundred years or something like that. So Miles ends up having to combat that, and that's kind of really the um, superhero bit of it. But to be honest, I kept forgetting about that part of it when I was like thinking back on the book because Reynolds chooses to focus more on just the awkwardness of being a teenager, and I think that that is where he excels in this. I think that the writing is mostly pretty strong, like the the voice and the language pretty solid overall. Like I said, it's mostly well-structured despite all the stuff going on. 
And this is, I th- I want to say this is the first time I've read, like, a novelization of a superhero character. I know those exist for a lot of different heroes at this point, both in the, like, YA space and the, um, like, adult, like, sci-fi stuff. I think this is the first that I have read that I can recall. Um, but I thought it was all right overall. I would probably give it four stars, which I know is kind of a catch-all for us, but Reynolds is a strong writer, and Miles is a really cool character, and I I applaud Marvel for being willing to make most of the story about racial injustice and not hold back on critiques of the um, like American incarceration and the fact that it allows for continued slavery in terms of uh, labor. I appreciate that they were willing to have a superhero book that is also primarily about poetry. Um, Even though I'm not necessarily a big poetry fan, I think it's cool that they were willing to let it go that route and not really be about the superhero stuff for the most part. And I think overall it is a worthwhile read if you're a fan of the character or if you're a fan of Jason Reynolds. I think it's pretty solid overall. Anyways, that's going to be the review. like I said, Mars at work right now, so I don't really have anybody to bounce stuff off of. But I hope that uh, all this amounts to uh, something worth listening to. Um, the big thing is just for y'all to know, don't expect regular episodes going forward, but also don't expect to never hear from us again. Just kind of, you know, if we pop up on your feed, I hope you uh, tune in. And if we don't for a while, it's just because we're busy. and there's. There's nothing really else. We're still, we still talk all the time. Um, everything's good on that end. So thank you everybody for your, uh, for your support and listening to us. And we will talk to you someday. Take care.